The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And welcome into the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti. This broadcast in every episode of the EP Podcast brought to you on demand by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. They know that having a bank that can deliver under pressure makes all the difference. When the pandemic hit, local businesses needed help securing paycheck protection program loans. And they turned to the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. The bank helped 13 local businesses get more than $3 million in loans and saved more than 200 local jobs. They can also make a difference for you with personalized banking solutions you can rely on. Learn more at bankevergreenpark.com slash for you, member FDIC, equal housing lender. There is a village election about to take place after this Easter weekend, and we are going to get answers to questions from both mayoral candidates sorted out for you right here on this program. But before that, your weekend weather. day this show comes out sunny and 50 a good friday if you will saturday is going to be 66 and sunny and on easter 74 mostly sun gonna be a beautiful easter for everybody to enjoy on sunday then the rain comes monday morning the temperature is going to stay up though in the 70s for most of the week but expect on and off rain to eventually knock it back down towards the end of the week into the low 60s or high 50s. All I know is it better not be raining on Thursday because I got opening day White Sox tickets. Then again, I haven't been in a baseball stadium in over a year, so I would probably still sit out there even if there was a tornado. The Village of Evergreen Park will be having an election this Tuesday, and we've been covering it here on the EP Podcast. In fact, Mayor James Sexton came on this show and told everybody he was retiring. And very shortly thereafter, Kelly Burke, state representative for this area, threw her hat in the ring and is running for mayor. We had her on in December. After the holidays were over, a challenger emerged by the name of Sean Good. Sean Good had run for mayor before against Mayor Sexton, originally trying to get on the ballot, but eventually as a write-in candidate. And we've spoken with both of these candidates twice. Kelly in December, Sean in January, then Sean again to kick off the month of March, and Kelly shortly thereafter. And a lot of people have been asking a lot of questions, especially online, sometimes underneath postings of this show about these two candidates. And I understand you want to be informed. The answers are there on demand. You can go back and find full interviews with both candidates, two each. But if you don't have time for that, we are going to take a couple of questions that we've seen the most asked about these candidates that we have already asked and had answered and presented to you in this episode. It's an election preview here on the EP Podcast. In trying to paint a picture for you, if you're not sure how this election came about and what's going on in it, I tried to figure out how we would start this off. 
the mayor released a statement the day this show comes out, and the most listened to week of the EP podcast in the history of the show was the week that Sean Good came on at the beginning of March and then Mayor Sexton followed up thereafter. While we will not be replaying that exchange between the two, it is available for you to listen to, but essentially, Candidate Good came on and implied, inferred, whatever word you want to use, suggested that possibly red light cameras in the village of Evergreen Park had something nefarious behind them. And the mayor responded very angrily, pointing to his record and actually stating he would be subpoenaing the audio because of a slander that he believed had occurred. It became very obvious there was a friction between these two sides. And Mayor Sexton isn't even running. But if you remember, Sean Good ran previously against the mayor. And we found out she shares a property line with him. So we'll start there. As we try to figure out why people are running for mayor, let's talk about that. We asked Sean about the property line she shares with a man that she once ran against for mayor. And then, of course, we had the back and forth that began the month of March. Here's what she said. Well, I would just like to say that... um... It's interesting. <laughs> Man, I feel like there's I feel like there's onion layers to be peeled back on that right there. <laughs> that Did you I, just find that out? I got told that about a week or so ago. By, I bumped into a friend of mine, and I had no idea. <laughs> Honest to goodness, I was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, oh, yeah, they live right next to each other. I was like, come on. Chris I was, like, was texting gotta me be, like, It's going to be the weirdest trip to the garbage can every week to well, go since, pull them out to the front lawn, you know? Uh, since our yards meet... Um, we try to respectfully give each other complete space as right. one needed. Yeah, I probably could write a book on that issue, but I'm not going to. I mentioned a thing that the mayor put out recently. It actually came out the day this podcast comes out. I'm going to read a portion of it. It's a written statement that was sent out saying that leadership without experience or knowledge lacks direction. I didn't begin my political career as mayor. I served as a member of our youth commission, as a police and fire commissioner, and finally as an elected official. Sadly, our opponents have never applied for, sought, nor served any village boards, i.e. school or commissions. They do not attend monthly council meetings, yet are seeking positions on the village board. So as you can see, there's some tension there. I mean, they're neighbors. Meanwhile, Sean Good is trying to point out it has nothing to do with that. She just wants to be your 365-day-a-year mayor. In fact, it's been a very strong talking point that Kelly Burke will remain as a state representative. We asked Kelly how she would be able to do both jobs. Well, I think it's, I think it's uh, very much a positive. And, you know, I, I would bring some great experience um, to the mayor's office. And, you know, if you, if you think of other uh, local legislators who have served in two roles, you know, one that comes to mind is uh, state senator, former state senator Maggie Crotty um, from Oak Forest, who was also the um, uh, Bremen Township uh, supervisor, you know, another executive position for a long, long time. And, and there's, you know, there's many others who have successfully had those dual roles in Springfield and local government. And, um, I, you know, I think my experience in Springfield, it gives me a lot of insight into the challenges municipal governments, governments face. And then, you know, on the conversely, on the, you know, my long experience in local government, not just as a trustee, but as a, a, a library board member, and now hopefully as mayor, helps me to shape better policy for, you know, all local governments in the state. You know, as we're all seeing from from COVID, adaptation and the technology enabling people to work remotely extremely productively um, is, has 
changed a lot of things. So um, there will be days when I'm not physically at Village Hall, but there won't be a day when I'm not, you know, working for the people of the Village of Evergreen Park. As a follow-up question later on in that interview, we also asked Kelly Burke about pensions. That has been a question that we've seen posted online in many different forums. Here's what she said about two pensions, or actually the lack thereof. I always get a sense of when, you know, people talk about, you know, some issues, you know, with, you know, public servants and whatnot, uh, you know, people who work for the government is what kind of is sensitive with them is, is pensions, right? That always comes up, you know, they're doing this for a pension, blah, blah, blah. And I just want to, you know, I don't take a pension as state representative. I have no pension and I'm not going to take one as mayor. Really? Wow. That's so you're not, ta- you're, you're basically saying like, I, I have, cause you were an attorney, right? I have my career. I saved my money. I'm not looking to add a pension or anything like that. I just want to serve Evergreen Park. Exactly. I enjoy public service. Now that that's all out of the way, let's get back to the basics. Why are both of these candidates running? We asked Sean Good what her vision was for Evergreen Park and why she was running and possibly what she might change. I'm at the voters level and I'm one of them. So I fully see and I'm very aware. I do as much research as possible. And I know that a lot of people don't like change. As you know, when they rebuilt the hospital, a lot of people have those strong connections. This is very familiar. People like to call it Mayberry. And I think all of that is true. I also strongly believe we have to do something more to bring us into the current setting. So what does that mean? You said something similar to us the first time that you were on, that you, that you, you want to bring us forward from what the current setting is. You want to, you, there, there's some sort of change that needs to be made. And, but I, I'm kind of curious, as a, do you have specifics? Like, is there something that like stands out to you that you're like, this needs to be changed? Yes. The specifics are, it is time for an equal voice for the residents that pay the tax in the town to let them be number one heard and validated and add my professional take on the ongoing complaints that the residents of Evergreen have. This is something new and I think people really like this. I have no connections here. I don't, ha- I don't have any specific group that I favor. I could be completely impartial. And I think that states a lot, not only about Evergreen Park, but all of Illinois. People could see me out there. And how do I connect with so many people? I'm pretty popular. My mother, of course, was very popular. And as you know, I love to talk. I, I love to hear what's going on. How could I help? That's my next thing. How could I help you out? Much like in a debate, we'll ask the same question of Kelly Burke. We asked Kelly early on, actually, I think this is from the December interview, why she was running for mayor and how it came about. Well, so, you know, I've, I've worked with um, Mayor Sexton for a long time in a lot of different capacities. So, um, you know, I had uh, been on a, a village commission way back when. I, I think it was the the beautification commission back when, you know, they were redoing 95th street. And then I was a um, uh, Evergreen Park library trustee for a long time. And while I was president, we did the reconstruction of, of the library, you know, put on the addition, made it into the beautiful place it is today. And that wouldn't have been possible without the cooperation of the village government. So I really kind of got to work with 
Mayor Sexton and know him a bit through that project. And then, you know, as I evolved into different roles, we've shared a lot of uh, events together. We sponsored a triathlon, uh, indoor triathlon that we used to run every winter at the high school. Um, and, you know, we've also done more serious things, partnering together on railroad issues. You know, uh, Evergreen was able to be part of a lawsuit that um, the city of Chicago was involved in against CSX to try and um, address some of the train issues we were having, you know, several years ago when they started running more and more trains through. And then, you know, it's always a perpetual struggle with the post office to try and improve service there. And we've done a lot of partnering in that. So, you know, we had had a, a real good working relationship and had worked together and had, you know, a mutual respect from the things we had worked on together. And um, then as, you know, trustee got to see more about, you know, the, the workings of, of the village government. So it, you know, it was a productive relationship. You know, there had been rumors that the mayor was thinking about not uh, running again. And um, so I put my name out there and said, if you're not interested in running, I'd appreciate being considered, you know, for, uh, for the spot. There's more ahead with both candidates here on the EP podcast election preview, including what both candidates would like to see changed in Evergreen Park and a very different vision for how your parks and recreation would run in the village if either candidate were elected. This is the EP podcast. You've heard us talk about Cool Cloud's Vapor Shop, local Evergreen Park business that helps people stop smoking. In fact, they've been around right here in Evergreen Park since 2014, and they are open and ready now to help smokers get off of cigarettes with a $30 starter kit. A wide range of devices are available. Try a different flavor or a nicotine strength. And right now they're offering curbside pickup, delivery, and shipping options. Cool Clouds also has a growing selection of CBD products and recreational cannabis accessories. First-time customers, mention the EP podcast for 20% off your first purchase when you sign up for the rewards program. With gift certificates available, get one now for the smoker you want to get off cigarettes. Cool Clouds Vapor Shop, 3837 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park. Age verification is required, must be 21. Remember, quitting smoking is hard. Lucky for you, there's Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. EP Podcast Election Preview. Let's talk very quickly about the plans that both of these candidates have for Evergreen Park. Kelly Burke was on recently with John Brand of Open Outcry, good friend of ours. So you're going to hear him in the background here during this portion of the interview. And we were asking her what she liked about the village, what needed to be improved. And then there was a very long answer there. She was talking an awful lot about bringing in new businesses, how she would do it. In fact, she was having a very long conversation with John Brand about breweries moving into Evergreen Park. Like she couldn't even take time off in the interview to not be working. But here's a portion of her plans, things that she's heard about from residents and what she plans to do. One of the things I've heard from some of the younger people I've talked to is uh, that we need to step up our social media communications. This is how people communicate. This is how people learn about what's going on in the village, different programs, preschool sign up, softball sign up. When is the farmer's market? You know, they want to see it on Twitter. They want to see it. Or they could just uh, listen to the podcast. Listen, or they, don't be, or they don't be putting be me out of business, Kelly. I don't like this idea at all. But they need they they need to know more than once a week. And um, so, but here's the thing: this isn't necessarily how I communicate. Right. So it's it's interesting to have to have somebody tell you this is you know the the thirty somethings. This is what 
what they, you know, are looking for. And, you know, you got to meet people where they are. Um, I heard also quite a few people wanting to know, not necessarily specifics, but wanting us to become more environmentally conscious as a village and um, more green. And so people talked a lot about um, how can we increase our recycling. Close you know, on 99th consider- Street, turn it into a park. <laughs> and, you know, we've, uh, the past year, I, I worked with our um, public works department to get a tree planting program going. Okay. And we partnered with Open Lands, which um, does through grants. So we only had to provide the uh, um, the manpower. And we, and, and the public works had done kind of a tree survey a couple years back. And so they looked at areas that are lacking so there's so many benefits to trees, not only aesthetically, but, um, you know, health wise, it provides value to your homes. It sucks out all the pollution. It's just they're just great. And we have some areas that are uh, less greened up than others. So we um, we, we did a. So this is just a park. This is like no, like taking care of the trees. streets and making people like making other homes look nicer and, and in, increase property value. Exactly. Almost. So right. plant, So these are, would be residential planting. So, yeah, so we, we did it for 20 and then we just got the grant again for 21. So um, we're, we're working through that. You know, they're not, usually they do a spring and a fall planting might only be a fall planting, you know, but we're, uh, we're working through that. And we've been very cautious about the budget this year, just because of, uh, COVID and you weren't sure where um, our sales tax receipts were going to be and things like that. So I'd like to take a, you know, kind of take a breather, see where we are in the fall. And if we can somehow supplement this grant program with some of our own funds to get even more people who want them um, to get more parkway trees, I'd love to see that. We also asked Sean Good if there were any major issues in Evergreen Park and how she would attack them. What were her plans? Here was her answer. I want to expand on all the the beautiful buildings that Mayor Sexton has upgraded. And again, congratulations to Mayor Sexton on his retirement. What I am for is, you know, I'm not I'm not a part of the old regime. So I, I am somebody new. I'm a very concerned resident about some of the ongoing issues that have been in Evergreen. Uh, are there changes you're planning on making? Or what what exactly would be the motivation except for you just think that maybe this is your thing, like you're you're into being mayor, you want to be mayor. Is there something specific that you're like, we need to do this? Yes. And it's the reprioritization of how the issues of in Evergreen Park are being handled. I think there's a handful of complaints. And again, I would be doing something similar to I don't know exactly their programs, but mine would involve innovation, of course, using like Excel program, for instance, so we could start seeing how many complaints we're getting on specific issues and then go through them from the top, the the largest issue we have, and then work our way to the bottom. Um, For an example, the red light camera on 87th and Kedzie, I would like to get in and close that camera down. It's brought numerous complaints that I have seen. I have been there to pay a ticket. I found it to be a lot of chaos. Sean Good has also talked about the parks and the recreation departments in Evergreen Park. In fact, she has indicated she would like to see a park district formed. After we read this in the Beverly Review, we asked her about it because, from what my understanding is, that would also increase taxes. 
Here's how she described the benefits of a park district over the current way that things are done and answered the question about a possible 1% increase on property taxes. The benefit in that and having a park district, and it was something that I was initially going to look into even when I ran eight years ago as a writing candidate, the issue would be that that person could have an elected position. And I, I do believe that elected positions, then we could refrain from you know, one director staying in there for 30 and four years, this would, again, this is almost the same platform as Kelly Burke is saying, hey, you know what, let's look at some of these newer ways, newer ways of thinking. That would probably help protect the newer ways of thinking. One one park district I did look out, out for to research was Schomburg's. And for example, to offset some of those higher tax burdens, we could um, get sponsors. I know Schomburg's Park District has United Airlines. And I thought, you know, I know how to, we, we would obviously need some good grant writers as well. I don't know who the grant writer is in Evergreen Park right now, but let's find ways. And that would be the basis for why I have made that statement in the past. Fortunately, we were able to ask the other candidate in this election, Kelly Burke, about the plan that had been proposed by her opponent. Here's what she had to say. Um, I think that the disadvantage is that, as you say, you're you're creating an entirely separate um, district that is its own taxing body, and it would have elected uh, an elected board, and then they would be responsible for our recreation facilities and our recreation programming. Um, but we have a recreation department within the village that um, I think operates pretty creatively and pretty um, efficiently for the tax dollars we do give. What I did hear from people is ideas for different types of programs they'd like to see. And I think that's natural because the, you know, the, what we did as kids and what our parents were kind of satisfied with was different from what I did with my kids, which is different from what the 30, you know, the, the new parents um, want for their kids. And then just things change. Like um, the village just, (laughs) they started uh, pickleball lessons which I have taken. Um, I've heard about this, but I'm afraid oh, of it. It's great. Pickleball? Yeah, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's like, it's, it's Hannah's, on a smaller Hannah's, court Hannah's from Louisiana. Please explain. You can it. use a tennis court. And so if you go to the... If it's, you go a, to it's, the it's about a racquetball court size. Exactly, but it's outside and okay. you play over a net and it's just a smaller uh, footprint of a court and you play with almost like big ping pong paddles. So they're wooden or composite of some sort. And then you play with a kind of like a wiffle ball. A big giant. An Why do I feel like this was, this was created by the same guys that came up with basketball in that movie way well, back I when? Think it, I think it was popularized a lot by um, retirees in Florida because it's you don't have to run around as much as uh, tennis. But it's very fun. You and, and, I it's have, very... you and I have never played pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing you would beat me based on that. So so the, the village uh, started offering pickleball lessons. So we're, we just finished up our second set of them. Um, you know, people would love to see a pickleball league. And, you know, during COVID, the rec department couldn't do a lot of the things. Every, every park district or rec department, you know, was kind of constrained in what they could do. And our rec department just got real creative and, and ended up coming up with some new things that became hugely popular, like the drive-in movie um, for Halloween. We were they, at that. Right. They'd never tried it before. Yeah. And it, it, it was great. It Kids great. loved it. And it was in the middle of COVID and they found a way to do something. I exactly. Think that's, that, that's the kind of stuff I think comes from like small groups that are doing things. Yeah, I, I think they do a great job. And to the extent, you know, people are looking for something new or something different, 
We are open for suggestion. Now, we spoke with both of these opponents multiple times. Like I said, there's two full interviews, two full shows apiece, and they're available anywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. Heck, you can say, Alexa, play the EP podcast. Boom, it goes. So if you want to take a deeper dive, it's there for you. These have been a lot of the things that we've seen asked over and over again in chat rooms, Facebook pages, you name it. This is what we're seeing. So hopefully it's helped clear up some things. Whoever you vote for, it's going to be very exciting for Evergreen Park. I believe this is our first female mayor. And whatever you do, instead of getting online and yelling about something, make sure you go out and vote. I think during the pandemic, it became very clear to most of us. Your local government was what was there when the pandemic was hitting. Figuring out what was going to open, what was going to close. Yeah, there were guidelines, but they made an awful lot of decisions that impacted your life. So actually, it's a pretty important election. Remember, early voting open now. Tuesday, the polls open. The EP podcast will have post-election coverage late next week. On Monday, though, our regular visit with Village Trustee Mark Marzullo. Mark is not running for anything. And we're going to be talking an awful lot about what's going on in Evergreen Park and new things you may not know about. Plus, we take a trip to Open Outcry Brewing and find some new things on the menu and a brewery getting much closer to normal. Have a wonderful Easter, all of you that celebrate it like me and my family. I will see you on Monday with Hannah. This is the EP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at theeppodcast.com. Look at all those people in this great suburb driving down 95th and Ked Z. What a great place. It's called Evergreen Park, but we know it better as the EP. We're known for more than just the Unabomber. Remember Ted Kaczynski? You guys might even remember that big old rooster on 95th Street. It's all part of EP's history. So listen up to the EP podcast. You might be asking why. Because we talk about all things and we celebrate all the great things in the 60805. It's the EP podcast. All things Evergreen Park. It's the EP podcast. Evergreen Park. <laughs>